0: Hello, everyone. I'm Val Chandler, and you've just joined Love on the Air, the romance podcast that you can't put down. You're about to get a sneak peek at what goes on behind the scenes for authors. We'll find out their secret recipe for creating a book, strong heroes, sassy heroines, worthy villains. Add a dash of romance, throw in a plot twist or two, and voila! Here we go. Today, we're talking to Ramona Lee Kohlenberg. She's the author of a wonderful book called A Tea Time Traveler, The Mystery of Granny's Teapots. Ramona, it is such a pleasure to have you today. Thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thank you, Val. I'm grateful to be with you today.
0: When did you start writing? When did the, the bug bite you?
1: Well, you know, Val, I've been writing all my life. Just ever since I was a child and, and I would put things in a box and years later I'd find them and I'd pull it out and I'd start reading it and I'd think, wow, I wrote this. I didn't even know I knew that word when I was that age. So I've always been interested in writing. And then when I was 60, I, I attended, um, at College. I always wanted to go to college and I, um, I took a creative writing class. I was going to major in creative writing and I just loved it. And, and I seemed to do very well. And um, then circumstances happened and I lost my job and I couldn't afford to go continue going to college, but it gave me the confidence, I think that I needed to pursue my dream. And so about 10 years ago, I started writing a tea time traveler, the mystery, mystery granny's teapot. Um, because I inherited my grandmother's teapots, I have about 90 teapots and some really old, beautiful teapots. Um, and I would look at them and wonder where they came from and um, where they were going. And um, I had this idea one day about time travel through the teapots. And I started writing the book. Um and I had so much fun doing it. And then my life got a little bit busy with uh, my mom was ill. She had dementia. Um, I fostered my husband's great-grandson, who was 10 months old, did that for 18 months and just didn't write a word for probably three or four years, just didn't have the time. But then things happened and I didn't have so much on my plate. And I thought, I'm going to finish that book. And so I did. I started writing again. And when I picked it up, I was looking for those pages that I had written. Turned out I had just written them in my head. I hadn't actually put some <laughs> of the things on paper. <laughs> so I had to start there and, um, and just really gave myself, um, a good talk or two about discipline and making it a job to actually sit down every day and write something.
0: I love and it that you said that. I love two things about what you just said. First of all, you just told a story that said, I started this book and then my life got in the way and I had to put the book down. But the book was important enough to you that it stayed in your head and your your subconscious creativity kept working on it. And I love it that you said you picked up the book and you started looking at that 10-year-old manuscript and you thought, well, where are those pages? Wait, I just wrote that in my head. I forgot to write it down. Right. Ramona, I think that you, what you just said about that is so hopeful, I think, for would-be authors. Let's give the listeners a little bit of an overview of the book because I knew that it was because of your grandma's uh, teapot collection that you started writing this, I love this idea. Tell me a little bit a little bit about Rachel Moon and where she came from.
1: Well, Rachel Moon is a young woman um, who uh, is divorced she's a very sweet soul, a very kind person, and she had gone through a really hard marriage with a cheating husband that hurt her deeply and changed who she was because she was becoming very bitter and angry so she settled into her little cottage and decided that she was going to make it what she wanted it to be her husband was very chrome and glass oriented she was very wood and lace so she remembered that she had her grandmother's teapots in storage and she went and dug them out of storage and started unwrapping them and washing them and Um, discovered how beautiful they were and she set up a shelving unit and put the teapots on it and um, her girlfriend comes over and they start talking about how beautiful they are and there's a blue willow teapot that her grandmother had given her before she died and she decided to make the proper pot of tea with her girlfriend and um, so she goes to a tea shop in town in Sarasota, Florida, where I live and she... um, Gets a lesson on how to make a proper pot of tea. She and her girlfriend come back to her house and they make this pot of tea in the blue willow teapot. And before they know it, the floor starts to rumble and there's stained glass um, ornaments in the window but start tapping the glass and the chandelier begins to swing and the room fills with smoke. And when the smoke clears, Rachel and her best friend Lily find themselves on a bench in front of Kensington Palace in London in 1935. Oh, I and they're love in their it. And, and everybody else is in their proper attirement of the day. And they're looking at Rachel and Lily, like, grab the children and step away from those two. <laughs> so then they have to figure out what's happened to them, how they got there. They have no idea. They have no money. Um, and they go on this adventure and they see the queen when she was a little girl before she became queen before anyone knew that her uncle was going to abdicate the throne and that she would be queen. Um, so they know all the history that's going to happen, but no one else does, which is a lot of fun. And um, they find their way um, through kindness of people um, and eventually stop off to have take a break um, after a day of exploring London and all these quaint little shops. They stop for tea and they end up back in Rachel's dining room on the floor with this chandelier swinging and a little spider dangling from a web that they named Elmer. And they were like, hi, Elmer. Um, so they just um, have this adventure. And then they Rachel gets a little addicted to the adrenaline of the adventure. And she kind of figures out what's happened. Because she saw, when she was in London, she saw her grandmother buy the blue willow teapot.
0: Oh, I so love it.
1: The beginning of the teapot collection. And that's why her grandmother had given her that one first. So um, she had purchased uh, a teapot for her grandmother when she was 17 and went on a trip to New Orleans to visit family. So she drank out of that one next to see if she'd end up in New Orleans. And she did. And she saw herself when she was a young girl.
0: Like I just 17. think, Rachel. Uh, Rachel, you've got me thinking about Rachel now. Ramona, I think that this is so clever. How much research did you have to do? I mean, she goes back to 1935 London. You have her go to 1967 Africa. You have her go to Montana in the 1890s. How much personal research did you have to do into the history of those areas? In order to write that for the book,
1: I did tons of research, Val. Um, I'd been to London and I kind of had a feeling for that. And, uh, you know, I've been to New Orleans, so I kind of had a feeling for that. But I have a friend that um, has gone to Africa. So I called him and I said, okay, what do you know about Africa that you would only know by going there? And we talked about that. And I did, thank goodness, we live in the time of the internet and there's plenty of available research. But I read all about the flora and the fauna and the rivers and the terrain and the people and just getting a feel for for it all. Um, and I, um, you know, I just, I found myself just feeling like I, I had been there. And that's what I wanted because I wanted to put that on paper, what it felt like to be there. Perfect. Um, yeah, and and, um, and and Rachel eventually finds the love of her life, and so I guess you have to buy the book to find out what happens.
0: Exactly. <laughs> we don't nice want to story. give it away. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's right. Yeah, and I have a hard time not doing that because I get so excited about it. I'm like, oh, let me tell you what happens next. You know? I, can but, I can hear it. I can hear it
0: in your voice. You know, that's yeah. one of the things that I think is so much fun about talking to authors is that you've created this world, and and you see this world when you start talking about it, and you can hear the excitement, you can hear the enthusiasm, you can really hear it in your voice, and I think that that's so much fun to hear from an author. Of course, my next Mm -hmm. question is, Did you get the ideas for the destinations from your grandmother's collection, or did you just pull these out of the air?
1: I pulled them out of the air. You know, I would look at the teapot, and I would think, where did you come from? And it would just sort of come to me. Like, I found this little um, black teapot with a little red-painted rooster on it. And I thought, that's from way back in the West somewhere, and then... I created Crooked Tree Montana in 1890 <laughs> and, um, and just went from there. And, um, in Africa, I have this, uh, a little teapot that looks like a shell, but it just looked me like it should come from Africa. Although when Rachel takes her, um, you know, she doesn't know where it's going to take her and she thinks she's going to go to Bora Bora or Tahiti or some island vacation and ends up in Africa almost being overrun by, um, a herd of, of wild buffalo. Um, it's not quite what she imagined, but it all works out. (laughs) So, um, yeah, that's, you know, part of the fun too is she, you know, would look at a teapot and think, Oh, I bet I'll go here. And no, that doesn't happen. But, um, but that's so much fun. And already I'm, I'm writing a second book because I use only five teapots and I had 90 teapots and there's a lot of stories to tell. And I keep looking at the teapots and they, kind of saying, well, you know, I'm from Ireland, you know, so they're speaking to me now. I know that may sound a little nutty, but I look at them and I just have a feel for what their story should be. I so I've
0: already started love it. The
1: second book.
0: Yeah. I love the yeah. way your mind works. What you've just dotted the I for me, Ramona, is it says this woman really has a creative mind. And no, I know if someone is not a writer, you're right. They would think, "Uh oh, she has a screw loose. She's talking about talking right. teapots. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> that's exactly the way it works when you're a real writer and that creative process kicks in. Do you see when you sit down to write What's your process like? Do you sit down, and does the movie just sort of start in your head? Um, do you do you use a pen and pencil? Do you sit down at a computer? What's your writing process like, Ramona?
1: Primarily, I sit down at a typewriter and type, but I also um, sometimes at night I dream scenes, or I'll wake up and I'll start thinking about it and. Mm-hmm. I'll, um, grab my phone and hit voice recorder and, and record things, or sometimes I just sit up and take notes. Um, and then in the morning I get up and I go, what did that mean? <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but sometimes it makes sense. I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. I wanted to add this in there. And, and so, um, it's just kind of whatever strikes me, or I'll, I'll have a thought. Um, and I try always to make a note of it because I'm at that cute age where I don't really remember that well, <laughs> and so I need to jot it down before it slips away. You know, um, and, and I've learned not to make notes, to actually make it make sense. Because if I abbreviate anything, it's like, okay, hmm, I wonder what I meant there. I bet it was really good, but it's gone. You know, so yeah. But when I sit down at the computer, it's almost like I, it just. Something flows through me, and and I just it it comes out, and it just um, it's a wonderful feeling. It just it's so. Um, magical? magical. Yes, yeah. that's perfect. Yeah.
0: That's a perfect yeah. way to describe it. I've written myself, I've written a little fiction myself. I never have published it or anything, but I get it. Everything that you're saying is exactly the kind of creative experience I've had. And when mm-hmm. you have that creativity inside you, the only word to really use to describe it is magical because it's, mm-hmm. it's not exactly you, but It is you, and it's very hard to talk about with people who don't have that kind of understanding. Did you have an audience, a target audience in mind when you were writing the book, or do you think any age group would enjoy it?
1: I think, um, you know, anyone over 18, um, there's a little bit of um, romance in it that's it's not overtly sexual, but there's a little bit of sex in it. You know, it's, it's for an adult audience. Um, but it's very tastefully done and very romantic. And it doesn't happen until um, it's proper for it to happen. Um, so, you know, I think it's, you know, from 18 over is, is my audience. Um, you know, it's a romantic book. It's um, a fun book. There's um, people have, that have read it have told me that they really laughed. People have told me that they've just cried their hearts out. And um and that's kind of what I wanted. I wanted I wanted the reader to have a, a full feeling of emotion. I wanted him to laugh and I wanted him to cry and I wanted him to think about um life and sometimes I compared modern life to life in eighteen ninety and how different it is and, and how we view the world as a society. Um so the and there's also um just it popped in my head there is a character that's a wolf um that belongs to um a cowboy in montana and the wolf is just so wonderful you know and so um i just you know i just had so much fun with all the characters and all the teapots and all the places and and i really want the, the reader to have fun with it too
0: well, we need to let them know where they can find it. Now, they can you can find Ramona's book. Now, let me give you the title, and let me spell her name for you, listeners, so that you can find it. The title is A Tea Time Traveler, The Mystery of Granny's Teapots. If you go to Amazon, put that title in, and then put by Ramona, R-A-M-O-N-A, Lee, L-E-A, Kolenberg. K O H L E N B E R G. And if you put that in the search feature there at the top and go down to book, click on it, it just comes right up and there's a nice little excerpt there. Now you also, I know, have a website, Ramona. Can they get the book from your website?
1: Yes, if you go to my website, which is com, on the home page, there's a little picture of the book. And if you click on that, it takes you right to Amazon. Excellent. So it's pretty easy. Yeah.
0: Now what else is there on the website?
1: Um, I have a blog on the website. Um and um the blog I've just kind of started. So um and my intention uh for that is to um have Information about the teapots and, and what's going on. I'm going to have a launch party soon, and that information will be on the blog. Um, the teapots um, that my grandmother gave me, I used five of them in the book, so I'm going to put pictures of the um, actual teapots that I've used in the book and talk a little bit about them and, and how I got the, uh, the inspiration to use that teapot. So that will be on the blog.
0: Great idea. Now, you're also doing the social media. You're also doing Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Tell the yeah. listeners where they could find you on all your social media sites, Ramona.
1: It's all um, a Tea Time Traveler um, on Facebook, on uh, Instagram, and on Twitter, Um And I'm just learning how to use Twitter, so that one's a little light in content. (laughs) Um, I'm I'm actually suggesting now that um, on Instagram and Facebook that people consider that for a Mother's Day gift with a teapot or a a teacup and saucer or a lovely selection of teas along with my book. It's a great way to take mom on a wonderful adventure.
0: I think that's Um, a great idea.
1: Yeah, I think it's also a great girlfriend gift or know? birthday. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yes, yes, yes. Because it's uh, everybody loves a good adventure, you know. And um, I think uh, you know that that would be a, a nice a nice cup of tea and uh, a nice cozy place to read the book would be ideal.
0: I love it. Let's say that you were talking to one of our listeners, and they looked at you and they said, Ramona. Why should I read your book? What would you say to them?
1: I would say you should read my book because you want to have fun and um, you want to have a good time and um, just kind of be transported to other times and places. Um, I think it's a beautiful book. Actually, the cover is pink. It's a beautiful book. I wanted a feminine, pretty book. Um, so the cover is pink and it has a teapot and a teacup and flowers on it. It's just very feminine and very pretty. Um, and the story is a good story and it's, um, it'll make you laugh and cry. Like I said before, but I also, you know, when I went to to college, I learned to show it, not tell it. So I have a lot of beautiful descriptions of, um, Rachel's life at the cottage and all her flowers and, um and how she appreciates the beauty around her and i think that um you know it's it's a great read to just relax and and go someplace beautiful
0: you are absolutely so delightful i can't tell you how much i have enjoyed talking with you today i can't re- i can't wait to read the book thank you thank you thank you ramona for being our guest today on Love on the Air. Thank
1: you. Thank you. I'm grateful that uh, I had the opportunity to talk about my book and share it with folks. And I hope they buy it, and I hope they read it, and I hope they love it.
0: A writer's career is constantly growing changing and maturing into something special that resonates with their readers it's always so much fun and so exciting to find out about their newest project join us again on love on the air podcast it's really the place to be thanks for being with us today